Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 196. And Aaron, uh, some games going on the past week and uh, not a whole lot has changed. Now, if I recall, when we had the previous show, you were hoping that this would be the beginning of uh, something good for the Sharks. They were on an eight-game losing streak. They've since extended that to Oy. another, Oy. not just A, another 11 game losing streak. I think honestly, it's it's almost impressive. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine if it was the other way around? <laughs> two 11 game winning streaks in the same season? That's, I mean, two 11 game losing streaks. That's so bad. It's bad. It's bad. I was looking at the stats or the standings today. And I was like, man, to get to that 68 points now, they're going to have to go on a tear and it's not going to happen. So 68 is outright gone. It's, it's again, we, we've had the whole Polstradamus thing a few times around uh, so far this season. I think that's one of them I'm definitely going to hit on is uh, the inability to get to 68. I think it's definitely going to be in the under. And I think that even Chicago is looking like they might be under too. I was going to say Chicago now with all their injuries they just got. Bedard's going to be out for, yep. what was it, four to six weeks or longer, six to eight weeks? He yep. broke his jaw. I mean, on top of that, breaking your jaw, you're going to be, your jaw's going to be wired shut and you're going to be having nothing but a liquid diet. So mm. he's going to be losing what little weight he had on him <laughs> anyway. Um, and it's not going to, you know, it doesn't come back overnight. You're not going to be able, I guess he could skate, but just not getting the nutrition that you're going to get or enough to sustain. You can only get so much liquid in your body to, to sustain what you have, let alone, you know, yeah. or not gain anything, but, but just keep what you have and it's not going to happen. So Chicago, he's not the only one injured either. They have, I think, seven yeah. guys out. They have more than the Sharks, which is really bad. Uh, plus the Corey Perry incident. He's not even on the team anymore. But, you know, that's just another NHL body. They have, they're have they missing about seven NHL players out of their lineup. Um, and they don't have many replacements. In fact, they had just... I mean, this doesn't need to be a Blackhawk show, but they had <laughs> just uh, claimed... One guy off of waivers, and I think traded for like a you know a bag of pucks just to get warm bodies in the, in the organization because they're just so devastated right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, again, I think it's uh, uh, the under on sixty eight is looking pretty good right now. So um, yeah, if you, if you guys were with me at the beginning of the season, you said the under. I think uh, we're, we're looking mighty fine. So there you go. Um, the Sharks. Back to these guys, though. Um, <laughs> my goodness, <clears throat> second time an eleven game losing streak so far this season, and we're how many games in? Under forty still. Uh, at forty. We're exactly at forty. 40. And <laughs> two 11 game losing streaks in like less than half the season is bonkers. More than half the games. It's bonkers. Yeah. That's it's nuts. Pretty, it's, it's, it is bad. Um, I'd like to say there is some hope, which we'll get into in a little bit, but, oh. uh, slight hope, I guess. Okay. Because their captain is coming back. Oh. So that's going to help them tremendously. Um, but they're not going to reverse that and go on to, 11 game winning streaks at any point in this season. I would be happy if they got, some, I think we talked about this earlier, right? Three, three right? We three want a game. Three. You want a three. If there's, yeah. I said there will be a three game winning streak. I still stand by that. The NHL is very weird. Things happen even at the end of the season when, you know, the teams that are in the playoffs and they're locked, they're going to bench a lot of their guys. The Sharks are going to be playing their young guys. You never know what can happen. The NHL is very weird. Hey, they do have seven regulation wins, so there's seven teams that lost this pathetic Sharks team. Not in a row. 
it's it's sporadic yeah it's <laughs> that's the word to use dude so anyway uh yeah we'll we'll, we'll just start uh, kicking it off with the games here actually before we do that um i want to say again thank you so much to everybody who's there in the chat going and typing away uh appreciate you guys being here but let's see if we can get some more folks in here as well please if you can share uh retweet repost re whatever it is to get more folks in here if they're your sharks friends and family and you're enjoying the show Pretty sure that they would like it as well. So, oh, there we got confetti stuff going on. I love this. I love when he does this. Super producer Jason, by the way, uh, has put in a little bit more work here and there uh, to the things that are going on the set. Uh, so, what, oh, like these bubbles? Like clown stuff going Is on. Clown. I think it's clown heads. Yes. So wow. there you go. We have lots of fun new things that are uh, he, he's playing around with. <laughs> Expect to see strangeness throughout the show. Uh, regardless, if you can go ahead and share that with your other Sharks friends and family, uh, they would also like to see uh, the strangeness, I'm sure. So there you go. Aaron, um, let's go ahead and start kicking this off here. So the Sharks uh, play against Detroit in San Jose. It's a big fat L, of course, because the Sharks are doing nothing but losing right now, a 5-2 loss. Yeah, this was uh, another game that I think the Sharks kind of let get away. This is the game that they could have won. But um, obviously they did not. And it's kind of frustrating and it adds up when you get close. And um, I'm trying to remember at the end of this game, how this happened. I think there was a the Sharks were up three to two, right? Sorry. Yeah. A five they, three loss is what I meant to say. Yes, they were. Yeah, they were up three to two in the third period. They Barabanov scored with uh, what? Ten minutes left in the game. Halfway through the third period, they have a lead and they can't hold on to it and give up. One was an empty under. So they gave up two goals. Um, it just can't happen. Like I, It's like when the Sharks scored and they got the lead, the Red Wings are kind of like, oh, wow, we're going to lose the Sharks. We need to turn things <laughs> on and get get this going, or we're going to have a bag skate tomorrow. So um, they definitely got motivated and, and took it to the Sharks. And um, I don't know if you remember the goals, but <clears throat> excuse me, it was kind of um, uh, the guy who was a Perron scored both of them. Uh, one of them was a one-timer. I believe it went the, the shot came out on the power play. And I remember it was Zetterland that just for the split second, didn't really have his eyes on the passing lane. He didn't close the passing lane down cross ice passed Perron one time it from the faceoff circle kind of Ovi's Ovi's office area and uh, scored. That was the tying goal. And then the winning goal was him standing in front of the net, I believe. And they passed it across to him and he kind of, I think it was more of a tip in on that yeah. one. It's kind of a weird play, but um, can't tie up. Oh, no, it went off the skate, right? I think it went off the defenseman's skate. So just a bad luck goal on a team. And again, you create your own luck by working hard. This team is not skilled enough to win on skill. They're only going to win on hard work. And they need to figure that out. And this is what David Quinn has been preaching to them and yeah. yelling at them and telling them, um, that there, there is no easy wins in the NHL. You need to work for everything. And this team is not talented enough to win on talent alone. Whereas the Sharks in years past, maybe a decade ago, yep. were talented enough. And that was kind of their problem is they relied too much on their talent to win. And they could. And yep. so that kind of created bad habits. And then it gets to the playoffs. And we all know the Sharks haven't won a stand the cup. So um, this, I was thinking about this earlier. <coughs> Sorry, my throat's getting dried out. Um <laughs> Uh, the right now the Sharks, yes, they're in a rebuild. It is a uh, they're building the foundation right now. You create hardworking atmosphere, and then you start adding in players 
that do have skill, but you're, you're creating the ethic in them, the work ethic, right? And they're working hard. They're going to work their tails off. They're going to be, they're going to seeing these guys like, like Nico Sturm, mm-hmm. like all these other guys that are working hard, Logan Couture. Ferraro. This is exactly what Eklund's trajectory is right now is going up because he's seeing all these guys and how to be a professional. Now, Eklund is a very high skilled player, but he's working his tail off to become a more well-rounded and an everyday NHL player, not just a sniper, if you will, or a playmaker. He's sure. more of a playmaker, but um, ground out his game and he's going to last in the NHL and have a, a much longer career. Um all these little things get passed down from the veterans down to the young guys. This is kind of what the Sharks are going for in a way. Right. Um, this is also why the Sharks are not good because they don't have enough skilled players in there to win on skill alone um, on most nights. And so when things break down and they're not working hard, this is the product of what we're seeing. This is why David Quinn is is trying to get them to really pull up their bootstraps in a way and put on their hard hats and get to work. And those those young guys that take those cues from the veterans that are currently on the team, they become the future leaders. And so that permeates down to all of the other uh, younger prospects or even the guys that come in from other teams through trades or free agency and whatnot. They come into the locker room and they kind of take a backseat to the way that that room works. Right. So when you've got guys like Sturm passing the work ethic down to guys like Eklund and then Eklund becomes one of the star players, one of the the leaders on the team. When you get newer guys coming into that locker room, be them veterans or uh, you know draftees or something, uh, those guys will start taking cues from the new leadership core, which I'm I'm assuming will be uh, including William Eklund. One of one of the guys I think was I saw someone on Twitter was or, or X was um, <laughs> putting up something about his. Uh, his GM mode team and <laughs> it, it took the sharks until 2033 uh, to win. Was he just simulating? Or I don't was know. He actively- I, I'm, I'm assuming he was simulating because that, that's 10, <coughs> 10 years of playing yeah. the game and you can't win. Yeah, anyway. So uh, it took him until 2033 to win and it was under Kaplan, captain, captain uh, William Eklund. Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Who, oh, it'd be interesting to see who he got in this year's draft. Cause that's like the only draft that's the real, players right i have no idea what the the no in, NH- years from in, now? in the nhl no 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 like when you do a season in your gm mode, yes. you only get one season of real players that are incoming oh no no no. there's there's a there's a handful because they have the ohlers and everything they have the all the, the real juniors. yeah real, they have the real junior ah, guys yeah, so what, yeah four years out? probably a, a solid four years okay. or so worth of, of players yeah interesting anyway that'd be a little <laughs> bit of a tangent but that's all right um so it's been a while since it, we played on it has been a really long time actually yeah so uh the sharks lose uh, to Detroit at home. Um, you, you got a note here saying two power play goals against, and one of them was a weak goal uh, against by Kakinen. That was the one off the foot, I'm assuming. I believe that, that was, no, that was, that wasn't his fault. That was off by of Kakinen. It was a weak goal that Kakinen let in. The second goal, I okay. think it was, um, okay. that, uh, who was it? I think it was Comfort. Okay. Comfort, JT Comfort. Um, it was kind of a, a fluke goal in a way. Like it was basically hit right towards him and he, I think he got handcuffed. Like it was just yeah, that yeah. weird spot and, and snuck in. And it was like, oh, just deflating. But but would you say this was even, I mean, despite the score again, there was an empty netter, right? Mm-hmm. So four goals against, two of them were power play goals. Would you say that this was a, at least a good game by Kakinen? Kakinen, I think other than that one goal, you take away that that one that snuck by him, he's going to want that one back for sure. Okay. Um, I thought he had a strong game. All I right. thought I think Kakinen is in the last two months. Uh, Blackwood's been great, but I think Kakinen has been better. Well, and that's that's kind of where I'm going with this too. Mm-hmm. Now is is this game's over? We, we're going to say Kakinen 
played well. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the the next game here is against Winnipeg. Now the last time we played Winnipeg, we beat them, but that was obviously eleven or I guess in this case nine ten games ago. Yeah. So um <laughs> we we lose to them by a score of of two to one, right? Uh, the Sharks actually go up again. Uh, the, another theme of the Sharks having a lead and then squandering it. Unfortunately, yep. um, they go up one nothing, and they just can't seem to hold on. In fact, it was like right after they had scored this goal, I was like, "Yeah, we scored a goal. Awesome, great. Yeah, we're feeling good about ourselves." And then they go out and they score on them. It was a minute twenty two later. There you go. <laughs> I just it's, looked at the times. Yeah, it, it, it's incredible. <laughs> it's like you, you can't you can't hold on to that. Like, whoo, good job feeling. You know, it's the next shift. It is. That, I feel like that's the problem with the Sharks is the the next shift after a goal scored against or a goal scored for. They just there's a big pushback by the other team whenever there's a goal scored either way, and they haven't been able to match it. And that's been a problem this season. I remember seeing a stat, I think it was two weeks ago, that um, maybe a week ago, uh, I think it was Shang that put it up there, that it was the 15th time that the Sharks gave up a goal in the last minute or two of the period. That was also another problem that I'm seeing. Just kind of, you know, probably relaxing just a little bit, right? Not not finishing your shifts, finishing your your play or whatever, your check. And it, it goes in the back of the net. See, because again, you're not you're not good enough to take that little bit of a break, right? You're not you're not good enough to have that one little bit of a break, just a breather right before the period ends, and and be able to keep the puck out of the net. You do that, and again, the talent level is not quite there. It's probably going to go in. So yeah, absolutely, they, they they cannot have those where they just kind of relax on the play mm-hmm. and, and hope that it's just going to work out in their favor. Because more often than not, and we've seen it time and time again, it just it simply doesn't. Um, but so this one here, it was interesting. Uh, so Velarde scored, I think it was Velarde, scored on a shot pass from Ehlers to make it two to one. That was the, the game winning goal, the eventual game winning goal. Yeah. But this this play, when I went back and looked at the replay again um, to take a look at the highlights and everything else, we, we, we'll look at the highlights of the games uh, before we do shows to kind of get a refresher on the mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, it was like a mirror image of the world junior goal. Uh, yes. from Smith to, I can't remember his name, uh, maybe it's Pearl, I don't know. If it, but it was it was like a, a mirror image of the shot pass that Smith had. And we'll talk about that one a little bit later on anyway, but I just thought it was really interesting that yeah. that's, it's, that seeing, is a commonplace thing in the NHL is yeah. to rip that puck just a little bit wide to the guy that's waiting back door and just tap it in. I think it's a smart play. Absolutely. It's kind of the evolution of what the power play became. Remember when Brent Burns and Pavelski were on the team? Mm-hmm. Burns would shoot it, right? And Pavelski would be right in front of the goalie and tip it in. Now defenders are kind of prepared for that. And so now the player is going just off to the side a little bit where, okay, what's the defender supposed to do? Block the shot or stay with the defense or right. stay with the, the forward, right? Well, you can't do both. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the evolution, I think, on power plays and, and goals. I've seen a lot of goals scored against the Sharks this way too of the, it's, I don't know what you call that. It's not quite a tip in. It's, it's a shot pass to a redirect. Really okay, redirect. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because right. it, it's it's not so much a tip. A tip would be kind of like again the Joe Pavelski thing, right? right? Where it's it's he's they're firing it and he's either knocking it down or um, yeah. you know you kind of angle your blade and, and it, it ramps up. I feel know? like that's a higher skill than what they're doing on the back door because the back door you can have your skates facing the goal. Yeah. You have yeah. a bigger target in yeah. a way for the from the passer mm-hmm. to get it to there. So um, I'm seeing a lot more of that happen. We saw in the World Juniors and it's very difficult to defend against. It's smart. It's a smart play in my opinion, yeah. because you have to honor, the goalie has to honor the shooter. And now you honor the shooter. They're not going to be able to, 
to even deflect that pass that's just out of their reach and that's wide open. Yeah. And they're just tapping it in. Because they're they're Redirecting. they're covering the net and the shot's going deliberately yeah. wide of the net. So there's only so much you can do. You really do have to, to rely on your defender. And in this case, the Sharks so just, uh, just don't quite have it this nope, season. Nope. So, uh, I mean, you know, again, we, we talk about how Mike Rear is looking for these guys that are the hardworking types. And I, I certainly think that he's got that, but uh, th- there is a skill level differential, right? And again, that's one of the things that uh, Coach Quinn had talked about and a little bit of a hat tip there to Shang Peng, uh, who's uh, one of the guys that does the articles and we got that information from them. So just wanted to say uh, thank you for that information. Again, Shang, appreciate you, buddy. Um, but I, I, the point of, of this game for me was to really draw attention to the fact that Mackenzie Blackwood deserves better he deserves better this guy put up uh 28 shots i'm sorry 28 saves on 30 shots yep. for a 933 save percentage um he, he several of the saves spectacular variety right i mean it's not like there he's just standing there shoot in the chest cover up the logo and you're good i mean this guy's sprawling all over the place making saves keeping the sharks in this game where they don't belong Frankly, they just did not belong in this game. Uh, but uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, again, absolutely standing on his head. Now, can you imagine if Mackenzie Blackwood was the goaltender for the Edmonton Oilers right now? I think Edmonton Oilers fans would would love it. Are you kidding? I think the New Jersey Devil fans would love it. Ah. They're having a terrible goaltending okay, right now. To be fair, the Devils have got a laundry <laughs> list of injuries, yeah. too. Yeah, but... Um, their goaltending's been atrocious yeah. all season. That's been the the mainstay and the throughout the whole season. It's kind of like Martin Jones going on a tear <laughs> and being one of the players of the month this month or week. I can't remember. He got named one of the stars of the week um, because he's been playing very well in Toronto, but he's in spurts. He played very well for San Jose in spurts too. Exactly. I'm no, not I'm worried. just yeah. Blackwood though. I think he knew what he signed up for. Signing with the San Jose Sharks. He knew he was going to get playing time. He knew it was redemption season. He knew he's probably going to get traded at some point. He's not going to be a part of the yeah. rebuild, most likely. There's a chance he could be, but most likely he's playing for his next contract. See, and, and Peter St. John just had a comment up on, on their screen here that said uh, that was a great game by Blackwood. Peter, while I agree with you, it was a great game. It's been a great season so far for Mackenzie Blackwood. He's done really well. Now, you could take a look at the stats and maybe say otherwise just by the numbers. But when you watch the guy play the game... He is, yes. I mean, he's dialed in. I, the, the puck may get past him now and then, but he's dialed in. The guy's I feel ready more to go. confident with him and goal than Kakinen. I like Kakinen. I think he's he's turning it around and he's yeah. playing very well. It's hard to notice when when they're on an eleven game losing streak that say that the goaltending <laughs> is great, right? It's really hard. It's really difficult. But when you look at the actual stats and you're watching the game and you're seeing, they give the Sharks a chance to win every almost night. every night. Almost. I want to say every night. Almost every night, because there's some blowouts in there. I, I'm, you know, there's some nights they're just off. Blackwood was just sick and came back, and he was like the first game back. He yeah. was a little bit off, not bad, but you could tell the energy level is just when you, when you're talking about a game of inches, you're just slightly off like that. Yeah. Like look at last week's was it Lion who stopped that puck the that, well, Mike Hoffman did the Forsberg right, yeah, and he just stopped it with the skate, like the tip of his skate on top of the puck. <laughs> We're talking a game that's like less than an inch. Yeah, if that puck is over just a little bit more, it's going in, and then it's highlight real goal, ESPN all the way. And he stopped it with his skate, which is probably still highlight. Was real, it the but- skate blade? 
the blade. The yeah. So like the toe so it, was on top of the puck and stopped it. I'm not kidding. So it was ridiculous. If they did a couple more passes on that blade to sharpen it. That goal goes in is what you're saying. Huh? In fact, it was the Detroit game. It yeah. was this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If, if he was an inch shorter, an inch shorter, that's a goal. <laughs> For a game of inches. It's ridiculous how close everything is. Yeah. Um, so moving on, we, we play the, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs for the historic, uh, uh, 11th loss in a row, Ugh. the second time this season. This is the game where we get it. Uh, poetic so, justice will be beating them in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that'd be actually good. I want to hear from you guys, uh, put it in the comments and maybe we'll see, uh, where it goes from there. Do you think the Sharks will uh, get off the 11 game skid against the same Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, that put them on that 11th? Uh, game so Kellen it's not hard to notice the goalie performance when watching the game it's hard to notice on the score sheet yeah that's true that's just it yeah Yeah. when you're watching the game yeah like I said dialed in I mean they're they're all over the place they're doing acrobatic saves as best they can uh to try to keep the to will the sharks to getting out of the basement out of the cellar out from underneath the bedrock Right. Mm. Uh, but the Sharks just can't seem to to reciprocate that effort uh, on the other end of the ice. You're getting called out by CJ. Paul needs to get a laptop on the set. He's going to interact with the comments more. Wow. So um, I've got Aaron here uh, to, to to do the comments. Paul, stuff. So Paul Aaron doesn't sees, know how to work. Oh, no. Right Paul knows how to work. Trust me. But <laughs> this thing here. <laughs> I've got Aaron here to do it for me. So if you like to interact with a comment, there's a couple things you could do. One, you could use the super chat function. What a segue, by the way. Yeah, nice. I'm so good. This is what I bring to just, the show. I threw okay. out the softball. Thing, right? <laughs> so this is what you can do. You can support the show and super chat function, or you can use Venmo at the Fin Factor. Any comment you leave in there, uh, I will definitely see because the alarm bells will be going off. I don't know if these things will change green or not. Super producer Jason, uh, it might. But uh, if you go ahead and do that, we'll go ahead and read. I think we, it should go red and go red alert. Red alert. Like, like just go crazy. So. I think it'd be funny. I think it's a horrible idea. <laughs> but if you put that in, in your comment, we will, read, we will read red alert out loud if that's what you want. So there you go. And it's a great way to support the show. Also, uh, the other way you can support the show is if you go to thefinfactor.com and pick up uh, any of the merchandise that we have there under the support the show link. We've got hats, sweatshirts, uh, water bottles. We're out of fanny packs. There's the toaster. We don't have a sticker on the toaster, though. No. Where's the sticker? It's a different toaster. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he got a new toaster. So Aaron's going to visit the store, pick up a new sticker for that yep. toaster, and there you go. CJ, also got to give major props to the super producer, Jason. The camera work, editing, and graphics are sublime. Always great work. Yes, thank you. Thank you for making us Absolutely. look like we know what we're doing. This I is fantastic. No clue what I'm doing. I'm just sitting here looking at a red light in the camera. Clearly. So that's, that's how we do it. So you too uh, can work under Super Producer Jason and look as fantastic as I do. Oh, and, and, sorry, and Aaron. And Aaron. So, wow. There you go. Nice. Nice save. <laughs> okay, so Sharks against Maple Leafs. <laughs> Off the rails I'm, already. I'm, speaking of rails, we got railroaded. <laughs> yes. Absolutely railroaded in the first period. I mean, statistically, it was a nightmare for the Sharks. We got, let's see. Out shot, out chanced, out possessed, out worked, <laughs> out hustled, out class. We were lucky to get out of the first period down by one. Wow. Yeah. And but they did turn it around. They did after the after that break. Absolutely. After the first period. Um, I can't imagine the amount of <laughs> foul language in that locker room. From I just had to be careful what I said there. So foul, we wouldn't be able to say it. Super chatted <laughs> right. on the show. Right. So. Uh, I'm sure David Quinn. Toss some garbage cans and and 
made it be known that their lives will not be fun the next day if they don't put in some effort. So kick the guards. Uh, they did turn around and, and let me look at the shots here. Like in the second period, um, we just talk. Second period, it was nine to eight sharks. They did outshoot them, and then the third, it was twelve to eight. Yeah. So it was that's a respectable against Toronto, a good yeah. team that they came back against them, but they didn't score until the very end, which kind of sucked. Yeah. But Granlin getting another one. Granlin's having a heck of a season. He is very much looking forward to getting traded. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. I don't blame him at all, by the way. That's good for you, buddy. You got to play your way off this team. <laughs> that's, that's what Mike Greer said. Most guys it. are trying to play their way to like the next contract that they would get like for that team or you know, give them a reason to want to resign and extend. He's got, he's got two more years at $5 million. That's not, that's not two terrible. Two more years? Well, this season and next yeah, year. Yeah, okay. he's got two Sorry. years total. Two years left. Yeah, okay. This year and next year. He'll be an, he'll be a, he's going to be a fantastic pickup next year as a rental player because that five million by the end of the season by the trade deadline yeah. will be much less and every team's going to want Grantley. I mean, he keeps playing the way he's playing. Isn't he worth five million? He's he's a great penalty killer. Yeah, he for on a good team, I think third line center or even winger. Um, if they already have a third line center, yeah. he'd be a fantastic winger to add there to jump in the faceoffs if that first. Center gets kicked out. I mean, look, if if you're a team, maybe the Devils that have some forwards that are out, right, that aren't, aren't doing too well right now, maybe it makes sense to, to pick this guy up, plug him into your lineup where he plays a little bit higher in the lineup to start, and then as they come off of injury, you bump him down to that third line. What kind of return would you want? Like, maybe something like Timo or something? Yeah. <laughs> <in that game? laughs> Had to do it. Oh, Aaron's got yeah, the jokes tonight. I, I see it. how it is. Okay. Hey, <laughs> both sides of the table are working. <laughs> wah, wah. Well done. But well done. done. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Do we have any uh any what do you call it? Sound effects for that one, Super <laughs> Jason? Or do we just have clown emojis that can fly? There it is. Ah, There's the clown that's emojis. what the clown there we are. <laughs> it all comes together. All right. So uh yes, they got better <laughs> as the game went on, but still end up losing the game uh by a score of four to one um uh, we have some other leaf news that we're going to try to tie this into the sharks in some way shape or form um the (coughs) the maple leafs have just extended william nylander for eight more years at (laughs) a um familiar 11.5 million a year where have we seen this before (laughs) i I don't know where I think we just got rid of that problem. I think so. Now, here's the thing. They don't seem to care about that problem because next year, thank you, Nick HBK150 for bringing this to my attention. Uh, next year, when the salary cap goes up and his new salary kicks in, that's 53% of their salary cap in four players. Not just four players, but as you mentioned, four forwards. Yeah, it's just so weird to me. I that's don't get a- it. How are they going to afford to pay Noah Gregor? I don't <laughs> get it. What are they doing? What are they doing? They're running out of room. Actually, on a serious note, they're going to be full of players like Noah Gregor because they can't afford anyone else. So here's the thing. Noah Gregor was playing on the first line for a a short bit there, and he was was getting some stats. He was getting it done with with the top boys, I thought, is what it was. When there was injuries. Okay, He was filling in. There were injuries and he was filling in. Now, what happens when uh, he's playing on the third line with a bunch of other Noah Gregors? He goes right back to being... A less than 10 goal score, and you know it. They only have, it's only next season that's going to be bad. Okay. Because both Tavares and Mitch Marner come off after next season. Do they come off, though? Yeah, they're UFAs in two seasons. 
No, but my point is they're not going to sign Tavares. Okay. He'll be gone. That's 11 million okay. back. Yeah. That they're basically giving Tavares's salary yeah, 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 just yeah. a year early. Yeah. Um in fact, his doesn't kick in until next season. So next season's the only year where they're kind of going to be where they are yeah. today. Cap the cap's going to be worse for them, but uh Bertuzzi comes off at 5 and a half million and Max Domi comes off at 3 million. That's 8 and a half million. You could split eight and a half million up to get some Michael Granlund type players for cheaper, cheaper than his five million. They might be Michael Granlund, or they could be Oscar Lindblom. But they could you get don't some, know. They could get some projects like Michael Granlund. Sure, sure. That comes in. Yeah. Um, sorry, I want to pause what we're talking about for just a second here because CJ uh, is throwing up some some nice tweets for our tweets. Jeez, man, so, some nice comments <laughs> for us. Um, Super Dude Jason, can you go back to the first one? There you go. You guys have created something very special, and it's been fun to see how far the fame factor has come. All the inside jokes, hot takes, and great <laughs> graphics makes us a blast to be a part of every week. And then he put one more thing up there. Um, but uh, there it is. Toasters, body tingles, <laughs> no Gregor hitting the glass. We just stunk. I love this show. CJ, again, man, this is why we do the show right here. I could just talk to Aaron if I really wanted to about all the stuff that we talk about right here. But um, the fact that we get to share it with uh, other Sharks fans and you guys are in here having a blast, having a good time. The fact that we have subscribers and likes and all that stuff is great. But honestly, it, this for me is is why we do the show. It's fun. It, it, it's fun. It's yeah. fun. I enjoy it. Uh, and again, a, a big part of that has to do with the community that um, sure we have built, but really you guys have built. Uh, and Super Producer Jason, of course, right, with with the set and everything else and making us look good and doing all the production stuff and yeah. and all the man. <laughs> but uh, really, again, thank you, uh, CJ, for the heartfelt sentiment. We do appreciate it. And uh, it certainly makes uh, doing this uh, just that much more fun and, and, and easier to do. So, again, thank you, CJ. I appreciate that. OK, um, that was cool. It was just a good moment. Yeah, I, I'm, I am. My heart is full, CJ. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> So cute. I don't know if we have any heart emojis. Can you throw some hearts on the screen? Super no, no, it's just clowns, huh? Clowns. Oh, jeez. The All clowns right. have hearts in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we're, we're, we're essentially done with that, except for the fact that uh, Sharks fans did want Nylander to come to San Jose. Obviously, that's not happening now. No. Uh, but I guess that kind of begs the question, would you have wanted Nylander to come here for $11.5 million a year? Because we just went through this, as you said, with Eric Carlson. We were super excited to have Eric Carlson on the team. Now, can you, little did we know, obviously. Can you imagine if we did sign Nylander this summer, right, to $11 million? Yeah. I mean, the Sharks going to have a ton of space. So it's not yeah. that that's the problem. You sign Nylander. Then you have Will Smith probably joining the team. You already have Eklund, who's ready to go. Mm-hmm. You're going to have maybe Celebrini. Someone top-notch that's coming so in that might or might not play yeah. next season, mm-hmm. depending on the talent and, and all that. Um, this team will be very different just from that one player being signed. Yeah. That's that's what can happen. Now, I'm not expecting a home run like Nylander. Someone, some, they're not going to spend $11 million. Right. Not yet. Right. They're, they're probably a couple years away from that now. But to change, the, it all depends on how the players are developing in the system. How, how ready they will be for next year, if they're ready next year for the Sharks. And also picking up one or two of those big name yeah. UFA free agents. Yeah. It, it, it's a completely different team. And we're I'm not going to say playoff team, 
but they'll be better than You're a 40 team. points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you'd be a bubble team at that point, I think. Yeah. You have your goaltenders finally solidified, yep. I think. Kakinen might not be here next season. We'll see. Um, but one of one of the two, I think, would be here, Blackwood or Kakinen. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of solidified. Then you have your forwards, I feel like, are getting a little bit better and a little bit more solidified. You have a bunch of guys coming off the books, especially forward-wise. Um, there, there's going to be a big change. Next year's going to look so different with LeBanc, Hoffman, Duclair, yeah. Barabanov, Justin Bailey, Ryan Coppiner, all UFAs. That's a lot of guys. It's a lot. Yeah. So I think we've got some notes about the amount of people that are coming off uh, off the books next season, a little bit later on in the show. But yeah, absolutely. You just named off a whole bunch of guys that, um, in my opinion, some of them I wouldn't mind right. them going and being recycled. Yeah. Right. I have no problem with like a, a Kevin LeBanc. I'm sorry. <laughs> Terrible term. I'm, but I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> we we recycle going Re- through the system again. Right. Right. New new Not life. Not to the Sharks. New life. Going to another team. Yeah, being cycled right. th- again through recycled. But, sure. Or just some guys signing elsewhere. I'm saying they're made out of plastic. I'm right. just saying. They just go through glass. This. Yeah, they're get made out of glass. Yeah, some of them are. <laughs> Havlat was made out of glass. Oh. Anyway, um, and then I have one other question that's uh, Leaf related. Sure. Um, how happy would you be? Uh, I don't know. I would be. How happy would you be uh, to help the Toronto Maple Leafs out with their cap situation? Uh, by making a trade that brings Mitch Marner into uh, Mitch Marner, I think would be interesting, and he is the one that is. See up, I just closed it, didn't I? Oi, um, he's up in two years, so that would be interesting if they signed him as a free agent in two years. I feel like um, something could be done there where there's another guy who has two years left on his contract who makes significantly less, but is still able to play third, second line center that plays for the Sharks. Granny Smith. I think that that would be a good building block, start of the building blocks of a trade right there. Granlund on this side, Marner on this side. Pump something up over here to make it going to be a lot more. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but it helps them out with the cap situation too. Sure. Right. Yeah. If they need it, if they want it, just saying, I think it'd be more of Ferraro going. Sure. Than Grandland. Sure. I think they need more defensive help than more forwards. Absolutely. I see what you're saying. I just don't see them trading Mitch Marner. I see them. Because they're going to be in a playoff team. It would be weird yeah. for them to get rid of Mitch Marner. Right now, yeah, absolutely. Even yeah, next season in his last year, like okay. saying they want to get rid of it because they're going to, they wanted something for not rather than nothing. Right. You know, if anything, it would be an offseason trade where he's about to become UFA and they trade his rights to the Sharks to right. sign him. Right, right. That, like before the deadline, kind okay. of before July 1st. <clears throat> That's more of a likely scenario. <clears throat> I just lost my voice. Yeah, I know. I can tell. <laughs> um, I'm going to make you talk. I just, to me, I would be more, I I think more realistic would be him signing as a free agent. Yeah. And when he hits free agency, he's probably going to want to shop around because he's going to want to get top dollar. And that's when the cap is really going to go up even more. So you're going to see more of these $11 million deals. I'm just trying to stir the pot, Aaron, because when we talk about Toronto, people always focus on Toronto. Yeah. So I'm just trying to stir the pot. Now it would be interesting. Would you want John Tavares? No. Not for 11 million, obviously. <clears throat> what no, because we already million? offered you money. Yeah. You turned us down because you wore Toronto Maple Leaf pajamas as a kid. That was okay. That was a Doug Wilson era. I don't Very care. different time. <sighs> Whatever. Mitch Marner works harder, and that's what Mike Greer is looking for. You know it. I know it. Y'all know it. 
It's what it is. I'm just stirring the pot. I'm stirring the pot. <laughs> We just get a cauldron right here. Right here. Just to stir the just pot. Gonna, I'm going to stir the pot today. <laughs> All right. Uh, More speaking, inside jokes. Speaking of Toronto, I believe this is hometown. Logan Couture is coming back uh, very soon. Now, he's participating yes. in practices. He's doing um, uh, power play now. I remember last time That's I said this. That's a big this, deal. Exactly. Last yeah. time I said this, I saw him at practice, mm-hmm. but he wasn't partaking in the power play, power play drills because he wasn't going to be playing and so it didn't make sense for him to practice on the power play, let the power play unit do their thing. Well, now he's partaking in the power play drills. He's taking hits as well. Uh, he even scored a goal. And again, hat tip to Shang Peng, who uh, we, we read uh, reporting back that he was like, yeah, it's uh, we're going to count that one. That's the first one of the season. We're going to count that. And so and he's like, yeah, just, now it's just about getting goal number two. So it's the first real goal of the season is what he's looking for. So, um, yeah, Logan is looks like, sounds like, just about ready to come back and play for the Sharks. Now he is, is on he, the trip. He's on the trip. He's on the trip. But he's not playing against Toronto. They, no, he, he already he's not said. Ready. Yeah, yeah, he's not. He, ready. he already said he was. He was disappointed that he wouldn't be able to play. He probably wants another week. Yeah. of practice, like hard practice, full think. on, full contact, everything before he whatever his injury is, and he tests it out. I mean, you miss almost literally half the season. I would yeah. want to, you know. Uh, give it a little bit more time as well. But yeah, the 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 41st game, I guess, would be the game uh, in Toronto. Yep. And of course, since Toronto's East Conference, we only play them twice, so he'll have missed both opportunities to play against uh, that, that hometown team. So um, too bad for him. But Maybe he can wear his pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to say Logan Couture for Mitch Marner? Is that what you're trying to do? Stirring the pot. Just stirring the pot. <laughs> Um, okay, so what else about Logan Couture did you want uh, to, to say here? I know we talked a little bit about uh, him him going on the trip, even though he's well, not going to play. So. There is speculation that he was going to be joining the team for the next game when Studnika was sent down. Studnika? Studnika. 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 Yeah. I'm never going to get these okay. names right. It's not going to work here anymore. Mukhmadulin. Yeah. He knows how to do this. Sveshnikov. So they had sent him down. Now they sent him down because they claimed, or they didn't claim off of waivers. This is the whole interesting, the way that this works. And it kind of sucks for him because he was kind of a numbers game in a way. Okay. So... When he was on Vancouver, he was sent down to the minors and had to clear waivers. That's people were like, why didn't the Sharks take him when he was on waivers and could have gone for free? Instead, they traded a pick for him. Mm-hmm. This is why. Uh, had they grabbed him off of waivers, they can't put him back on waivers or Vancouver would just take him right back. Right. Or he could take him right yes. back if they wanted to. Um, but it, he would have to clear waivers again. Um, but sorry, if you don't have him in your lineup, like if he's not on the 23 23- person roster and he gets sent down then he i don't know if it's automatic i could be wrong about that but either way you have to keep him in the nhl for 30 days or something like that um because they traded for him they didn't have to do that and because he already cleared waivers with vancouver after nine games at the 10th game he would have to clear waivers again the ninth game he doesn't have to so the sharks quickly put him under uh put him to the minors so they didn't have to clear waivers he needed some work done anyway. Mm-hmm. He needed some work done, as in like he's getting his teeth clean. He needed to work on some parts of his game at the AHL level <laughs> so he could um, jump back in the NHL level, and he didn't have to clear waivers. That was the main reason. Now, it was kind of weird that they did it, but they didn't call anyone up at the same time. So everyone's like, oh, they're clearing space for possibly Couture to come off IR, and then he's going to join the 23-man roster. Right. Well, today, they called up Scott Sabern. 
So he is joining them for the trip to round out that 23-person roster. Probably a little bit of a um, reward for playing decently for the Barracuda. Games, yeah. Most likely he's going to be on a flight back to San Jose once Couture comes back. Or someone else will. Who knows? Yeah. Someone else could be sent down too. So, um, so they did call up somebody today. So that kind of went, oh, okay, he's obviously not going to be playing four against Toronto. I mean, they announced it, but you never know until like the roster is actually set and like, yeah. the numbers are, are are there now. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they're just gonna hold off because again, it's it's been so long. He's participated in just maybe a couple practices, uh, doing power play, doing full hitting, doing all those things uh, that you want a normal rostered player to do. Now, uh, could Logan Couture just step in and just be an NHL player? Absolutely, he could. Uh, do we really need to risk? Uh, you know, re-aggravating something or, um, you know, he's just a step behind and he gets a bad hit because he's in a bad position or something to that. Do, do we want to risk that with the captain who's already been out for the, the entirety of the season thus far? Nah, I don't think so. So I, I don't, I don't mind that they hold him out. And frankly, what's the rush in putting him back in anyway? I have no problem holding on to this guy uh, until he's absolutely ready to go. This season shot as it is. So, um, yeah, no concerns there about him jumping back in the lineup right away or, or whatever the case is. Uh, Peter St. John wants to know what Sturm's status is. I'm not sure what Sturm's status is. I know he's still injured, but you got something for him? Two weeks ago, um, Curtis Pichelko of the Mercury News wrote this, that he had a procedure done on the inside of his hand last Friday, and this was dated December 21st, so before Christmas, um, to correct a problem that he has had for about a year. So something inside of his hand, maybe his wrist, maybe he had some wrist surgery. That's pure speculation. I don't know, Oof. but something in his hand. Um, it was at the point where there was so much inflammation in there. Realistically, it probably would continue to miss games and then come back with treatment. It's just to the point where it's like, let's just bite the bullet and get it fixed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The season's done. Yeah. So they're like, okay, let's get it fixed so that next year you're going to be ready to go. He was the, I think, one of the leading faceoff guys. I'm sure mm-hmm. faceoffs had a lot to do with it. Probably getting constantly slashed on his hands. Yeah. yeah. So, um, he will be back. I'm sure, he might be back this season. I mean, I hope so. If, if for yeah, no other know. reason than the leadership qualities, frankly, right? right? He's week to week, so he's not. It's not long term IR. It's not like the next person here, Matt Benning, who they just announced oh. he's out for the season. I'm sorry, That's, Paul. It's, I know. it's tough. Buddy. Single tier, man. It's That's, just it's it's brutal. Uh, it's rough, you know? he's, he's uh he is having hip surgery and he's gonna be out for five months but again gonna be ready for training camp next season so yeah. get that stuff out of the way get fixed up we might see some more of that i yeah. wouldn't be surprised if anyone has some kind of lingering stuff right. that needed surgery to get fixed as opposed to just bandage for a game to keep it going yeah and again there's no reason to keep an all-star like matt benning uh and, and try to put him back in the lineup um <laughs> wow you laughing about well nothing he gave my kids nothing. two sticks okay yeah for those of you who don't know that's uh, the going price to be an all-star <laughs> by the way two sticks uh matthias uh i hope i'm saying that right matthias 94 matthias 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 from sweden sweden okay uh how did you guys come up with the name the fin factor and what does it mean all the best from sweden actually i came up up with with the name we had a bunch of ideas yeah i don't even know fear factor i guess so maybe maybe that was what was in my head we had we had so many ideas and some of them were just absolute garbage trash yeah i would have to go back in the way back time machine to even look at what we had written down because i don't remember 
But uh, Fin I, Factor went out over a couple other ones. Yeah, well, it, I mean, obviously it went out. But, like, uh, I think it was, for some reason, the Fear Factor, if you remember with Joe Rogan, um, not his podcast, but, like, that show that they did a long time ago. It was probably on, like, MTV or some weird show like that. But, anyway, um, that's probably what was going through my head for some reason. Not that I watched that show or anything, but I was just, that's what I wanted to go with was, you know, Finn, obviously, for the Sharks. and Yeah. Um, uh, little did we Fun. know that there was a kid who, who already had it on. Um, oh, yeah. I checked social medias <laughs> on, on Instagram. There's a little kid who is very young and has the handle The Fin Factor. So we're actually Fin Factor on Instagram and we can't get. And we are The it, Fin Factor everywhere, everywhere else. else. Yeah. Which, uh, why didn't we just do Fin Factor on everything else? Because I think at that point we had already signed up oh, everything. Geez. So it was too late. And we weren't thinking Instagram was even going to be anything six years ago. So whatever. Now we're over a thousand followers, 1100 followers. By the way, way, you should go follow us. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) You should go follow us. But but the point of me saying, by the way, I wasn't saying you should go follow us. What was to say? Thank you for those thousand people that now if you're on Instagram and you enjoy this show, feel free to go on Instagram because we do post some shorts. Uh, yes. now we, yeah. we weren't doing this before, but with Reels. Mr. Jason yeah. reels, sorry, shorts are on YouTube on your shorts are YouTube uh, and, uh, oh, yeah. and I think Facebook and what I'm wearing reels right now that Facebook. you can't see. That's what shorts are. So there you go. Uh, no, but yeah, the reels that are on Instagram. So we're, we've been doing those lately and it's just nice little snippets, 30, 40 second snippets of the show that are just kind of fun. Um, usually it's something funny that we, we were saying on the show. So yeah, there's a fun story about the fin factor name. Uh, we interviewed somebody earlier this season, actually, Dan Boyle, former shark, who <laughs> sat down with us. He's a great, awesome guy. We had a good, I don't know, yes. 10, 15 minutes with him. And he gets up and we say goodbye. This is off camera. We're saying goodbye and thank you and everything. And he goes, oh, oh I love you guys. On stream, he said it. Oh, he did. Yeah. On stream, Sorry. he said, I love you guys. And, you know, you guys have been doing this for a long time. And I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, we've well, yeah, been doing it for years. a while, you know, yeah. you know. Because they, yeah, been, you guys have been doing it for a long time. I read all your stuff. And I'm going, well, time out, time out. We don't write anything. We just talk. <laughs> so I don't know where, where's it going with this. So he thought we were somebody else. Which he thought we were fear the fan. Yeah, right. <laughs> so then afterwards, he we corrected him. And he was like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so sorry. And we're like, it's all right. So he obviously read that stuff as a player because yeah. Finn. I don't think that's the that's the takeaway. The yeah. players actually read some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know? So who knows how many actually watch our show. I don't know. But if, if know. you are a shark player and you happen to be watching the show, please reach out thefinfactor at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to set up any sort of interview, uh, we'd be more than happy to do that. And we can go through any channel you need to uh, with the Sharks Brass uh, to make sure everything is legit. Another but, quick story about the okay. name. Fire away. Do you remember the All-Star Game? Uh, yes. We were at the All-Star Game. Yes. And we are at the media meet and greet. People thought we were a Finnish uh, oh. podcast. <laughs> the Fin Factor. That's right. They thought it was... Not just, it wasn't Sharks related, yeah. it was Finnish fin. hockey players related. Finland. Right. Factor. So they're like, oh, you guys from Finland? We're like, like, like <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're from San Jose. <laughs> that was probably not Finnish. And I apologize for anyone I've offended in Finland. Uh, definitely there was somebody from Sweden here. Maybe that was your accent. I don't know. That was but, awful. Uh, that was awful. Sorry. Really bad. Really bad. You yeah. know what that sounded like? I just It just hit me. That was Brody doing Thornton. Oh, yeah, but I right? <laughs> That's what that was. I think the Swedish chef, right? Yeah. <laughs> we, we talk about the sharks in this show, right? Let's get back to that. So um, I think 
see what we were going. By the way, if you're new to the show, this is nothing new. Uh, we always go off the rails. Right. Yes. It's a lot of fun. So if you're not subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. Make sure you hit the notification bell. You know when we're going live. That way you can partake in the silliness with the clowns. There it is. I knew it. I knew he was going to do it. Anyway, uh, let's go back to what we were supposed to be talking about. We have a, a roll call question for you guys. Uh, so this is about Hurdle being uh, selected for the All-Star game. And so Aaron uh, had this idea as a roll call question. So we'll go ahead and read this one out. Uh, do you think, I'm sorry, first of all, where are you watching us from, right? And then uh, do you think that Hurdle should be the Lone Sharks All-Star or someone else? Now, when you say Lone Sharks All-Star, well, just, surely you don't mean that there are two players on this roster that deserve to be All-Stars. No, I just meant, is there someone else that was deserving to be the Lone all-star. I want a clarification for the people. Now that we know that, um, I would like you guys to please put your response to that uh, down in the comments uh, below there. And also, of course, uh, let us know where you're uh, watching us from. There was, again, somebody, Matthias, Matthias, Matthias from uh, Sweden was in there. So we know that, that, that he's there, which is great. But we've got people from all over the world that have, have tuned in. So we'd love seeing where you guys are from. <clears throat> So uh, please make sure you add that in there. As Even well. if you're not watching this live, I'd love to see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Throw it in the comments. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, Aaron, you, the fact that you even have this question tells me that maybe you think somebody else belongs there. Well, if you go straight point per game, there's someone better than Tomas Hurdle. Okay. Any ideas? Uh, well, it's either Granlin or Eklund. Grant. Okay. okay I was gonna Zetterlund's. Say. Actually, Zetterlund and Eklund are tied. Mm-hmm. Eklund's got one game less, so he actually has more points per game. See, I, okay, I'll, you know, I'll let you say your piece. Okay, you say your piece first. Granlin, go ahead, fire away. Why Granlin over Hurdle? Grant, I mean, I'm not saying Hurdle is not deserving. Okay, he absolutely is deserving. I think his personality is great for the game because he's yes. so funny, and not a lot of people outside of Sharks fandom know much about Hurdle. He's been to the All Star game before. And he had a great time and people loved him. He was one of the highlights of the All-Star game that he went to yeah. years ago. Um, and people were like, oh, my gosh, this Tomas Hurdle guy is pretty funny. He's pretty good. Um, and he's a good player. Yeah, obviously. He's Yager light in a way. <laughs> uh, he models his game after Yermer Yager. And it, the, you can't help but smile when you watch Tomas Hurdle talk. Because he just he constantly talks with a smile, even during an 11-game losing streak. So he is a great guy, and he's become kind of the pseudo-captain while Couture has been out, um, taking on a lot of the responsibilities. He does have the alternate captain, the A on his chest, but still taking over that captain role um, for the first half of the season. So, yes, outside of Hurdle, I would say Granlin is the one that's deserving to go to the All-Star game. Has Granlin ever been to an All-Star game? Because if um, not, I mean, that, that would actually be pretty sweet is to have him uh represent you know himself obviously for the first time um and, and deservedly so you know as you said right. points per game he's the highest on the roster right speaking now speaking of fins he's finished <laughs> there you are and full, he doesn't talk like this oh yeah circle. yeah <laughs> um so the, so you, your vote would be if not hurdle uh granlin but do you, are you okay with Hurdle though? You like Hurdle there? Oh, I love Hurdle. Here. Okay, absolutely. See, and I think I think Hurdle makes uh, the most sense because again, I think he's got the personality for it too. Mm-hmm. And the All Star Game, um, I mean, it should be about how good the player is, but sometimes it kind of transcends that, and it's it's more about the personalities. And it absolutely, um, is about the personalities. No, no, I, yeah. I, I understand, but, but I mean, and you take a look at you know the the most famous All Star Game with John Scott in it. 
I mean, he was a complete and utter goon, and that was probably the most fun three-on-three that I've ever watched. There's also a lot of drama leading up to it that helped, I think, set the stage for a lot of people. How could there not be just because of, I mean, yeah, obviously with him getting put down the AHL, so technically you're Uh, not even on an NHL roster. The shenanigans they're trying to pull. That was so weak. But you know what? I think even with that stuff aside, if you just knew who John Scott was, just the fact that he was not an all-star player. He had two goals on the season, which doubled his yeah. career total. But there's a lot of personalities like that that would have been the same. Paul Bissonnette's another sure. one. He's a great commentator on TNT, but is he an all-star? No. No, and, but I wouldn't mind that being more the focus. These good personalities, having a good time, making it fun. Because honestly, the high school players playing in the three-on-threes, does anybody care? No, nobody watches no. it and cares. There, right? There's, it's funny. Should should the All Star Game include the worst goalies in the league instead of the best goalies in the league? What? Uh, it's that's <clears throat> the All Falling Star team. Or you take the the All Stars for the teams that are at the bottom. You take their goalies. Not necessarily bad goalies. I don't know where you're going with this, to be honest. You take Why? Say, so the they bo- can score more goals? They look at the standings right before the All-Star game. They go, okay, okay these bottom four teams, we're yeah. taking your goalies for the All-Star game. So there's more goals. Why not? Yes. Well, uh, I, that, 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 it's funny that you say that. because <laughs> Terrible idea. It's funny that you say that, though, because my, my thought for who should go to the All-Star game... Blackwood? Mackenzie Blackwood. And I know there's probably a lot of better statistical goalies out there, right? But the fact that Mackenzie Blackwood is having a decent enough season on the last place team should be... I'll get to that. You didn't see my notes yet, did you? Oh, okay. Should we get into it right now? You got notes? I do. Okay. All right. notes? Since Thanksgiving. Okay. Capo Kakinen has been having a season. More so than Blackwood. Really? Yes. Okay. Quick stats here. Blackwood's played 25 games to his 19, so he has a little bit more. Six more games started or played. 899 save percentage to 913. It's 14 save percentage difference. 338 goals against to 298 goals against. Okay. That's almost a half a goal game. Mm-hmm. Goals against the average, or sorry, the goals scored against, goals scored above average. So this is, I'm messing the step up. Yeah, you are. GSAA. <laughs> yeah. The goals expect, what is this? Uh, goals saved above average. Thank you. So this is, that is. It's finished. If you have, if you take oh, all yeah. the goaltending. <laughs> now my voice is going out. I told you, if you're new to the show, <sighs> off the rails, okay? Sometimes, <sighs> sometimes the stuff happens. He's, uh, he's stumbling a little bit with what he even wrote down. And his throat is, are you parched? Yeah. Just love talking. <coughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Try this again. All right. Let's do it again. Goals saved above average. So if you take the whole league and you have the average of goals saved, this is what you're expected to be. You're supposed to be average. Are you above average or are you below average? Right. Right, right now, Blackwood is below average of 1.3. Okay. Kakinen is above 5.62. He's stopping more than five goals that should be scored on him uh, a game. Is it a game? I don't think it's a game. I think it's a game. (laughs) He's supposed to get... He should be even worse. He should be even worse. He's playing very good hockey right now. 
He's playing better than Blackwood. Blackwood's been playing great. I think, I think that's the takeaway. The takeaway is that Kakanen has had a much better uh, post-Thanksgiving run yes. than Blackwood is. Blackwood had, granted, they had that 10-game, 11-game skid in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they couldn't do anything. Blackwood was playing pretty well. Yeah. He was doing very well, keeping them in games, whatever. Um, but since Thanksgiving, he also got sick a little bit. He hasn't been playing as well as Kakinen has. Kakinen really stepped it up, and he's really... I'm just giving him some kudos here. Yeah. Since Thanksgiving, which has been a while, uh, that's 25 games to 19 games. Yeah, that's I think a lot. R- Robot by 89 has it correct here, is that it's uh, over the whole season, I think. Okay, so I think over the whole season. Yeah, so he, he should have had 5.6 more goals scored on him. So far total. Yeah. Okay. As opposed to Blackwood has let in 1.3 more goals than... Right? Yeah, I think that's what what that is. Yes, thank you for uh, robot and just ba eight nine. <laughs> just for juxtaposition here, Magnus Corona in his two games that he played. Okay, uh, minus four point three two. Okay, yeah. So and he got lit up bad in both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So he's been playing great. Kakinen's been in the last since Thanksgiving. That's yeah. been a while. Um, has really turned his season around, and this is why into our next segue into the next thing here trades are coming in fact teams are noticing now about kakinen and blackwood and some other players grandland yeah uh mario ferraro mm-hmm. a lot of guys that are i don't want to say on the trading block because to me this entire team is on the trading block yeah, I, I mean basically yeah if you I take a look i don't think anyone is not for sale well maybe Eklund. Eklund. maybe no, not maybe depending on not the return maybe. no no Mitch Eklund Marner stays for Eklund? <sighs> no there I is a no. price there's a price for everybody if Wayne Gretzky can get traded anybody can okay, get yeah traded. okay fair enough but no they're not trading they're not trading Eklund they're not trading Eklund Eklund okay. stays okay right where he is okay did you think the Philadelphia Flyers are gonna trade today did you see that trade today no what happened oh uh oh my gosh I put this in the notes didn't I what was his GSAA <laughs> the guy <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Oh my gosh, I hate you. <laughs> All right. So Aaron's uh looking up the uh what was the Philadelphia trade? Actually, this uh, was during the World Juniors. Cutter Gauthier. No. Got traded from Philadelphia to Anaheim. Are you kidding me? You didn't see all this drama? I did not see this. Wow, where have you been, man? I've not been. This all happened in like there. two hours ago. Okay, so that's why I was at was kids, kids practice. That's okay. why. Um, so Drysdale, who's also a, a very high-end prospect defenseman, yeah. offensive defenseman. There's a lot in Anaheim. There's kind of a log jam in Anaheim. Hence, Henry Thrun wanting to get out of there. Um, a 25 second round draft pick in Drysdale for Cutter Gauthier, who just finished up the World Juniors. Apparently, the drama's coming out. Um... Philadelphia had a lot of trouble trying to meet with Gauthier at the World Juniors. The belief was he preferred to not play there, so the Flyers made the deal. Um, Verbeek had, was trying to swing a deal to get another pick during that draft, which is 2022, to uh, get him and couldn't get him. So that's obvious why he went there, but a big deal. And now it's kind of like, it, it's funny. Um, I saw a Philadelphia feed like their... Um, whatever Comcast and Philadelphia channel was. Sure, yeah. They had Scott Hartnell on longtime flyer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, he was kind of ripping on him saying, who are you as a rookie? You haven't even played in the NHL to say where you want to play and all this stuff. Like, come on. He made it quiet. 
He quietly asked to be moved. He didn't want to play for Philadelphia. He had his reasons. I don't know what they are. I don't know if anyone knows what they are. They moved him quietly. It was kind of a big deal. Like today, everyone's like, whoa, where did that come from, right? Now, Philadelphia is airing out all the laundry after a done deal, right? Like now they're just talking smack about him. I don't like that. I don't. To me, that organization is not classy. Sure, he wants out. You don't need to drag him in the dirt, especially a kid who's never even played in the NHL yet. That's just just wrong, in my opinion. But that's a whole other issue. Um, Anyone can get traded is my point. This kid who just finished World Juniors. Yeah, and he did really well yes. in, in, at World Juniors. <clears throat> very that's, well. That's, that's very surprising to hear. But yeah, absolutely. Um, if you were to tell me that they were going to trade Drysdale, I would have been like, I don't know why Anaheim would do that. Um, yeah, they have a logjam, maybe a D, but that's a pretty promising young defenseman. It is, but they got a very promising yeah, absolutely. player in return. Well, they, they filled a need in exactly. that case, right? Yeah. But for the Sharks, I don't think they're filling a need so much as they need everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We need everything. So I don't see I don't <coughs> see us moving Eklund. I, I, I personally don't. But I don't either. Seeing but I also don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he was moved. I'd be shocked to the core. What if Eklund just goes, you know what? I don't like San Jose. Oh, it's Nick. Speaking too of- hot. <laughs> it's too hot. I don't like it. It's too hot. In San Jose. Okay. Speaking of juniors, what about our boy Will Smith? Nick wants to know. Nick, we're going to get to that in just uh a, a few minutes well actually we've been almost it's been almost an hour now uh but we will be uh, getting that to a little a little bit later on can we really be surprised that philly is bullying the new kid fair point zephyr and i think that's what aaron's saying is he doesn't like philadelphia uh, as an organization I even just, the fan base is a little mm, i don't even like sometimes. gritty great i want to he's growing on me that I don't ugly, like gritty i don't like gritty that ugly orange bear it's too cocky <laughs> for me it's too you're the new kid you can't be this cocky it's awful that's just shtick He's got to be the blah, cocky new kid. Blah. Yeah, okay, fine. Um, so let's see. Uh, so we we were talking about trades and that kind of thing. Um, there are 14 uh, current roster players on the Sharks that are on their uh, their last year of their contract. So next season, <laughs> so. 14 of these guys could be uh, gone. So we were talking about getting returns for players, and you th- you're saying that basically anybody's on the trade block at this point. Well, I'm saying at least 14 of them are on the trade block uh, because they, they will be UFA. So it makes sense to move any of these guys that you're not extending. That's funny because Ferraro has been talked about a lot, right? And mm-hmm. he's signed for another two seasons after this. Wow. So that that's why if Ferraro's gone, we're going to get a big return because his salary is so cheap. Yeah. It's so good for teams that are going to want him. Good teams. That On are a good team. He's a great young depth defenseman who play the game defensively really well and block shots like not many other penalty. people in the league. He's, he's going to be your number yeah. one penalty killing defenseman unless you already have a number one yeah. uh, defensive defenseman. But yeah, he's going to be a great addition to anybody. And they don't have to move him. He's still young. Yeah. He's still, he's 25. Now, four of those guys, I think, are on the IR right now. So there's only 10 currently active roster players. But the point was, um, that's a whole lot of players on this team that can get moved that we're not necessarily looking to re-sign or extend all of those guys, right? Yeah. So um, that's that's a lot that could be coming back. Uh, in return. Now, I don't think we're going to trade 14 players before the trade deadline, but uh, I, I do think that it has um, 
the propensity to bring in um, either good draft picks or good prospects. Now, what I was going to have as the roll call question was, uh, do you think that the Sharks should be looking for more draft picks or should be looking for prospects when trading these guys away? And so that was going to be my question to you guys. Now, please put that in the comments here in the live chat because I, I am very interested in what you guys uh, have to say and what you guys think about that. But I want to pass the question off to uh, to you. But before I do that, take note that Pittsburgh is currently sitting as the 15th worst team in the league. So they're just outside the playoff bubble and it doesn't look like that's going to be in that top 10, right? Because yeah. th that pick then they can, they can push it to the next season. So if it's outside of that top 10, we would get there first. So potentially a top 15 pick if it were to end right now today. Then there's our pick, right? Potentially top three, all right? So if you have a top three already and you have a potentially top 15, right? 15th overall after that. New Jersey, I don't think New Jersey is going to end up giving us their first because I don't think it's going to shake out that Timo Meyer plays half the games in the Eastern Conference Final for the banged up New Jersey Devils who are just inside the bubble. Well, it's better to be banged up now than in March and April. I agree. So I they could be turning agree. around. And they could be making playoffs. I'm not writing them off just yet. But but my point is... They could also get a stud goalie. They could. They're not going to. Because... Well, no, I'm going to say for the Sharks. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Uh, they wouldn't go and trade for Mackenzie Black. No, 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 they, no. They, they, I, that no, way. no, but I'm saying <laughs> they, could, so they could be getting a goaltender. They could be getting sure. other help and, and, sure. and change things around between now and then. Sure, they I'm could. not writing them off just yet. But... I guess my point is, I don't think that New Jersey is going to be an Eastern Conference final playoff team. I'm not, That's my point. I'm not counting on it. Sure. But I'm not ruling it out. So that would mean that the Sharks potentially have a top three pick, a 15th-ish overall pick. Who'd they pick this last season? Who'd they In pick? the last draft? That's with their second first round pick. Their second first round pick. Yes. Musty. Yes. Yeah. Which is very turning out to be a good great player, pick. Right? Absolutely. Think of someone like that. Like not but, not first line guy, but probably a second or third line exactly. guy. Exactly. So yeah. now now remember the Sharks don't just want the number one, number two, right. number three picks. They have tiers of players and also that they're looking to get. The timeline is different. Yes. The guys that are in the top three mm -hmm. could play in the NHL like they are this season. The la the last top three picks of this last draft are currently in the NHL. Number four is Will Smith, yeah. and he's not. He's playing in college. Mm -hmm. But most likely he'll be ready in a year, next season, I mean. yeah. Um, so you kind of, depending on the draft year and how strong that draft class is, um, those guys kind of get timed out. So then Musty is probably going to be another season, I think. Not next season, but the one after. He'll probably be yeah. ready, unless he pushes during training camp, has a great training camp, and forces the Sharks to possibly play him because he already signed his contract you got 14 guys coming off of that roster i would not be shocked to see musty step in and, and just say yeah I'm, I'm making this team right there's um, a chance there's absolutely a chance. so think of it this upcoming draft yeah. think of that that pittsburgh pick is going to be hopefully someone like musty they're not going to be ready next season but maybe in another year, possibly two from now. But this draft, as you had said, isn't as strong as the previous draft. So in but the same position like, as Musty, might not be that no, type of but, guy. But that's more of like the depth. Like when you're getting in the later rounds, you're okay. not getting as many guys as you would in, okay. in possibly this draft. Or so, last year. 
So again, I guess the question again would be, would you rather, knowing where we're probably going to get our picks from, okay, and where they're probably going to be, and the strength of the depth in the draft, um, and knowing the, that we've got all these guys are going to be UFA, and maybe not many of them care to resign in San Jose <laughs> next season, um, do you think that the Sharks should be going after more draft picks? Or should we be going after more prospects? Because these guys are going to get traded. They're going to get traded, right? Not yeah. all of them, but some of them are going to be traded from the Sharks. And you're going to get something in return. What would you rather have? Would you rather have the prospect, the known quantity, in, in at least some way, shape, or form? Um, like a guy like Cutter Gauthier or whatever, right? You can call him Gauthier. I think it's Gauthier, but I could be wrong. Oh, whatever. Um, Cutter, right? Cutter. If I could get Cutter, yeah, I'd be very happy. It, yeah. Right? If you could get a blue chip prospect that yes. is possibly ready to make the jump, maybe you get it from a team like Anaheim that has a log jam at a certain position and they're just trying to do good by that player sure. rather than having them buried and, and not making it to the show. Yeah. Um, the return would be a little bit different. Maybe the Sharks would have to pay a little bit more to get someone like that, like as in sending another draft pick or something else. Malachi Nunes wants to know, do we see Duclair traded by the deadline? I think so. I think so. I think he should get traded. You know, my friend from Boston texted me and saying, hey, what's with the Sharks trading with Boston? I heard they're doing something. I'm like, I don't really go into rumors because there's so much stuff out there and it's so dumb. So now I'm like, oh, he just hit the curious bug. Now I got to find out what he's talking about. <laughs> and it was Duclair to Boston. Yeah. Because they need a goal scorer. A second, third line goal scorer, which is pretty much what he's at. Okay. So then I was like, oh, well, maybe there's some truth to that. Boston wanted to trade with San Jose. And I wouldn't mind taking one of Boston's blue chip prospects right you know uh, a guy that's maybe not going to see the lineup for a couple of years and wouldn't mind getting moved out of providence essentially right mm -hmm. and coming over to, to play for the sharks with a, a strong young core that's going to be up and coming in the next couple of years being a part of that uh would be very interesting for a player boston also does not have their first second or third round draft pick oh never mind <laughs> this season well no that's that's perfect they have that's perfect they have first for 2025 they have prospects not picks exactly that's so probably where we would see more you want to make that trade yeah. you got to give us the prospect because you don't even have the pick exactly I, I like that i like it right now yeah i don't even know who they have and i like it <laughs> Just saying. Good stuff. Um, okay. So I don't know how many. Uh, yeah, I'm not that impressed with Duclair either, Peter St. John. He, he, I don't know. I, I just, I, I see spurts, but I just, I. But I, to me, he's a goal scorer. He, he's a, well, he's okay. a scoring guy and he's going to be in spurts. He's going to go, he's going to put string games together where he's going to score a goal. Like every other game, he's going to have a goal or two. And it's like, oh, wow, this guy's great. And then he's going to kind of get quiet again. That's kind of what goal scores but I'm But I'm not even talking about the stats. I'm not even talking about him scoring goals or not. I'm talking about just kind of the way I see him play the game. It's kind of like we were talking about before with the goaltenders. You can look at the stats and go, man, these guys are terrible. They're on an 11-game losing streak for the second time this season. What horrible goaltending they have, right? Or you can watch the game and go, man, these guys are athletic. They're keeping the Sharks in every opportunity they can get. And most of the goals that go in has nothing to do with the guy wearing the pads. It's the guys and the five guys in front of him not doing a thing to help him out. Right. So you can look at it two different ways. And I think for me, Anthony Duclair is that way. You can look at the fact that he's got a few goals under his belt on a pretty bad team. So, hey, good for you. Or you can watch the way he's playing the game and kind of go, man, I just kind of want a little bit more out of you. You yeah, know, I get it. He doesn't bug me. Okay. I think okay. he's, he's to me, he's better than LeBanc. And <laughs> yeah. 
Is that the bar though? Is that the bar? Oh, he's making four and a half million. <sighs> I guess it's the bar. Fine. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we have no idea. Robotba eighty nine. Am I saying that correctly? Robotba eighty nine. I don't know. Uh, we don't know what Doug Murray's, Douglas Murray is up to, and I would love to have him come over. Is it and Robot Bay right here. Maybe it's Robot Bay. Yeah, I have no clue. That's kind of Robot is Bay. I don't. Let's not even go there. Okay. Uh, I, are we done with that talk though? Because I, I was there any good comments? You're the one with the comments. See, so uh, different to topic at, comment, but sure. Well, I mean, I mean about about the the prospects or versus picks and that kind of thing. I'm I'm curious what everybody would like to see. Well, going back to Robot Bay, how strong is Greer's three team trade game? Have we got a sample size yet on his ability to middleman assets from thin air? Did he do any of those yet? I can't remember if he did them last I, year or not. I don't think he did. Um, that I mean, to me, those kinds of trades are who you know more than anything, because although the Sharks do have a very big asset in that they have a lot of cap space. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do see that only, I mean, there's only so many teams that have cap space right now. So hopefully the sharks can get it on that deal. Cause I love those. I love that. Like you're paying for a draft pick essentially. Yeah. You're paying, you're paying cap um, for a draft pick. So uh, Greer tossed Benino to the pens and Habs to retain salary. So that he wasn't a three team trade deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, different topic here. Kellen Foster. I got to go to bed. Question. What do y'all think about the shorthanded goal jailbreaking the penalized player in the women's league? I think it's awesome. Did you know that? If you score a shorthanded goal, you get to go back to even strength. Yep. I like it, but I wouldn't introduce it into the NHL. It seems kind of like one of those like money puck in in uh, you know NHL. I would do a full year in AHL. Test it out. That's your guinea pig AHL. Do the AHL. Those players will get used to it. Most some you know some of those guys get called up whenever they're kind of used to it. But it's a good guinea pig system because that league is very good league, uh, and you can see how it plays out and if it's good or bad. I think it'd be great because it promotes more goal scoring. It's going to have it the promotes short. taking the chance. Exactly. Which yeah. opens up the ice. Yeah. So you're going to see shorthanded guys. Guys are shorthanded are going to go for the goal. Yeah. If they miss, it's going to come back the other way. Just like in overtime, when you see the three on three and it's back and forth, back and forth. That's what I feel like it would happen. Yeah. And you'd see both more power play goals and more shorthanded goals. It's a win-win in my book. Goalies probably yeah. hate it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, is it, it maybe a little, I don't know gimmicky maybe i mean i, I kind of like there was never a rule before obviously so you know it's just kind of adding something in there but i think it does have good implications for uh you know what what it could mean for gameplay i think it would be more exciting yeah well back in the day the nhl you had to serve the full two minutes no matter what oh really and then they changed the rule because montreal was so stacked they kept scoring three four goals on every power play so they made it so uh, that your guy would come out when the power play was over <laughs> So rules can change. NHL changes stuff all the time. There you go. I don't I don't see it's a bad thing. I see it as yeah. only a win-win. I don't see any negatives to it. It it, it could be it could be a very interesting change. Yeah. So and, and thank you for the the history lesson there. I wish we had the stuff that the, the more you know, but we'll have to <laughs> figure that one out. Maybe it'll show up right down here at some point. Who knows? Um better than clowns. Better than clowns. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's better than clowns. 
Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, World Juniors. Uh, this was <laughs> doing the clowns. Uh, yeah, World Juniors. Um, we we've been following this and we've been kind of giving updates and whatnot, mainly because throughout the tournament, six Sharks prospects were playing uh, for four different teams: uh, USA, Canada, Sweden, Finland. And so those players, we were trying to track them and seeing how they were doing is just kind of a source of pride as a Sharks fan, seeing the prospects uh, doing well at World Juniors. So um, the way this one went, there was a bronze medal game between uh, Czechia and Finland. Now, uh, unfortunately, Team Canada was eliminated from the tournament. So we'll just start there with uh, Jake Furlong. (laughs) He only had five games played. And the last time we talked about him, he had three games played and he was a plus four. Five games played, ended with the plus four. But... He did get a goal. Did so. I not tell you Canada was not strong? Yeah, yeah. He I said did. Celebrini was their top player yeah. and they didn't have enough. Mainly it's, because the three guys that just got drafted in this last year were in the NHL. Are in the NHL. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of guys they, they couldn't come play. Right. So it's it's that's surprising that still I understand Canada wasn't very strong, but Canada just always. Yeah, always has a, a solid crop of players that are always competing. And for them to not even make it into the semis uh, was great. unfortunate. It's great. You don't like them. Well, they won three in a row. I think it's time to not win. <laughs> Break it up. Yeah. <laughs> or was Fair it enough. five in a row? I think it was five. I don't think so. I don't know. No. Just too much. Let's, okay. Come on. Well, anyway, uh, so Canada was was done out of the picture. Yeah, Bedard and Fantilli weren't available. Yeah. Imagine if they were on the team, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They would have Bedard, Fantilli, and Celebrini. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Um, so anyway, uh, Canada did not make it into the semis. However, the bronze medal game again was between Czechia and Finland. Finland, of course, having Casper uh, Hultonen on team. Um, last week, we talked about him. And so th- this week... He had seven games played, three goals, three assists for six points. And unfortunately, that is no change from last week, <laughs> which was, I think, three games ago. Yeah. So I think he had four games played, same stats. So he went three more games, big games, right? The semifinal game and the bronze medal game and did nothing. So it's, it's really unfortunate to see uh, a player that I was really pumped and jazzed about to go three straight games in in where there's medals to be won and he he didn't he didn't do anything yeah so i was very sad but oh well anyway uh that's for uh, team finland um for let's see oh yeah i, I want to say about that about that game by the way uh czechia uh tied the game finland was up 5 to 2 in the second period wow and czechia tied the game with less than 2 minutes left <laughs> in the third period less than 2 minutes now um, they scored again and they scored two empty netters and they scored four total goals in 50 seconds, which is a world junior record Four goals in 50 seconds. I would think that would be an NHL record. I think it's an anywhere record. 50. Frankly, I, I mean, incredible. beer league. I don't think you score four <laughs> goals in 50 seconds. That's bonkers. Now, granted, the last two were empty netter. And actually, the last one was literally win the face off. Unfortunately, the the, uh, the fin on the, I think it's his left wing would be, falls down, like right off the face off. Oh. And so they just blow right past him. And just a shot from like the blue line that goes in. So that one was like two seconds. It's like our kids games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no, it was just, it was, it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. They scored four goals in just 50 seconds again only two of them empty netters but still that's that's just bonkers to me 
So, um, yeah. So congratulations to uh, Czechia for getting the uh, first, uh, not first, but they got bronze. a bronze medal. Bronze. So, they, yeah. so good, good for them. Uh, not so good for uh, Team Finland. However, the gold medal game was between Team USA and Team Sweden. Uh, this one, Team USA, I don't want to say cruised, but uh, a 6-2 victory over Team Sweden. Pretty convincing. Now, um, the thing here was that, uh, and I talked about this before with, uh, I think it was the Winnipeg game. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith had a shot pass. I cannot remember who it was to. Nick HBK is going to say, he's going to, oh, come on, guys. But um, it, it was a shot pass. Do that again. That was, run, 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 this. <laughs> I could have done it with it. You want me to do it with a Finnish accent? I could do it that way too. Uh, I, thought you, <laughs> I thought you did. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, he, he does this shot pass. And it's, again, just one of these things where he claps it low, hard, wide of the net deliberately right to the tape. And it's just not, you don't even have to shoot it. You just angle the stick. Yeah. And some of these guys have the nerve to just kind of give it a little tap, you know. But if it just hits your stick, it's going in. Like, you know. So, anyway, uh, I just thought it was awesome. Uh, it was that same type of play that you saw at the NHL level that these guys who play together uh, in, in college uh, are able to execute something like this at World Juniors. It was just really cool. So, uh, Gabe Perot. Perot. It was yeah. Perot. There you go. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it just it was really cool seeing him uh, do that one there. And then the he actually had a... Another assist in that game, but it was, uh, I wouldn't say just, but it was a, a face-off win that went straight across and defenseman just clapped it and just boom, goal. So, um, yeah, he got two assists in that gold medal game. For me, um, okay, looking at Will Smith's stats, um, seven games played, four goals, five assists for nine points. He was fifth on the team in scoring. It's not horrible, but... Gosh, for a fourth overall pick, I would have hoped that it'd be just a little bit higher, especially yeah. since the other guys we just talked about, like um, you know Bedard, for instance, not even in the tournament, right? He did. So, he did get better as yeah. he went along. In fact, the announcer said Will Smith was was playing out of his mind in that and, in the championship. And every article said that you know, oh, Smith shines and everything else. And I'm like, yeah, but they're also Bay Area articles, so I don't know. You know, I, yeah, but the announcer of the game who has no skin in the game for any NHL team was saying how sure. great he, he was playing. He was the best player on the ice sure. on both teams. I, I and I and I hope that I'm just. I, I would rather it that way than him starting yeah. off hot and, and then faltering. ending at the championship and like just disappearing, like Halton right. disappearing. Right. Right. Okay. Fair enough. But I guess for me, I was just a little underwhelmed. You wanted dominance. I wanted dominance, okay? I wanted it to be the slap heard around the world yeah. from Will Smith. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, I, I wanted him to be much more dominant um, on the score sheet, not just the way he was playing the game. Obviously, to me, it's more important that you're dominating in your play and the goals will happen eventually it doesn't have to go on right now whatever i'm just saying i would have liked to seen the whole package i would like to seen him play out of his mind but also be rewarded on the score sheet for those efforts and there's plenty of other guys on that team that but I, I like that he took it to another level in the playoffs in the championship especially okay to me that's more important i it, it, fair enough but i think either guys on that team that took it to another level as well i can't remember his last name unfortunately so obviously he did very well if you can't remember his name how 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 did howlers isaac howard no howard thank you howard. he stepped it up samsonite <laughs> we were way off <laughs> he was phenomenal in that game he got goals. He got two. Yeah, he did. Yeah. It's two more than Will Smith got. Same amount of points, but 
I'm just saying I would have liked to see a little bit more dominance from the fourth overall pick uh, going and playing against um, teenagers. Peter St. John said, Professor Hockey, nice podcast there, by the way, pointed out that Will Smith is on the young side. Apparently, the World Junior team tend to emphasize 19-year-olds as their last time at the World Juniors, and he's only 18. So he was a freshman among sophomores. Okay. I'm just saying, he's he's... <laughs> He's a fourth overall, okay? He, the, the skill level should be mm, by comparison to other, other players. Now, I, granted, they're a year older than him. Okay, I get it. But he was a fourth overall. I want to see more. I wish the tournament lasted longer, frankly. I, would, I Truly, I would like to see more. I'm glad he wasn't on the Sharks this season because he needs to develop more. 100%. There you go. So... There you are. Um, not much else I want to say about Will Smith necessarily. But Eric Polkamp, again, seven games played, uh, one goal, two assists. No change from last week when we talked about him again. Well, Callan, going back to Smith real quick. Yes. Smith was part of the USA shutdown line matching against the opposing best. So maybe you can think of him more like a Logan Couture. All right, fair enough. A shutdown two-way defense or center. Against teenagers, buddy. I want more. I don't care. <laughs> and he only had 14 minutes a game. <laughs> only had 14 minutes? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Fine. I'm out here fine. defending fine. Smith here. Fine. Sharks, Oregon. He's going look at the stats. Try to throw it in my face. Is that what we're doing here? Maybe, Though we're all maybe, friends. Maybe you should get a laptop. <laughs> oh, I don't need a laptop. I just talk. It's fun. <laughs> it's true. It doesn't stop. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Oh, Sweden. Sweden got silver because they lost to the U.S., right? right. Havlid but had an assist in that on game. On that team, yes. Philip yeah. Bistead and Havlid. Havlid got an assist in that game? He did yeah. on their first goal. So it tied the game up. On, on the tournament, seven games played, he had one goal, five assists for six points. Almost point per game. Pretty solid for a defender. Yep. And then uh, Philip Bistead, unfortunately, again, seven games played, uh, three goals, one assist for four points, no change. No change uh, yeah. since we last talked about him. So a couple guys that, again, Beast really wished. A, he was a late first round pick. See, here we go again. I'm just like. How old is he, Aaron? Is I, he 16 or like? No, but he's like 6'4". Yeah, he's a big he's boy. He's a big man. He's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I'm, not, I'm not looking too much into this stuff. It's great. I am. It's fun to see. It's fun to see. Watch the prospects. Uh, yeah, absolutely it is. But that's not their ceiling is my point. So I'm not, I'm not worried. <laughs> oh, Robot Bay or what? Are we saying it right? Can you put it like in phonetics, like Robot Bobe or whatever? When Will Smith lifts the cup and they stick the mic in his face, he will reference this stream tonight and those comments. I hope so, because sometimes you need motivation from more than people pumping you up. You need people pushing you like me. OK, he didn't, Uncle Paul. He didn't say when he lifts the cup for the Sharks, though. Wow, that's rude. <laughs> See? Let's just get to the upcoming games. I, I'm just saying. Good Lord. He didn't say it. <laughs> upcoming games. Aaron, go ahead. I've been talking a lot. My voice is going to be just like yours. So Four games. Away. Four games are on a road trip right now, uh, and they're heading to the Northeast. So Toronto tomorrow night. It's at 4 p.m. our time. Uh, so a back-to-back, which is kind of rare to see for an East Coast team, uh, home and home. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see some fireworks. I think the Sharks are going to come out pretty pissed off and... They always seem to play well in Toronto because there's a lot of guys from Toronto area. Um, so they usually have a lot of family and friends and hanging out. And so I wouldn't be surprised if 
they come out and win this one. I'm not gonna say they are. <laughs> uh, Thursday, Montreal, 4 p.m. This is a game that they could win here. Okay. Uh, much weaker team than Toronto. Saturday in Ottawa, yet another game that is a possible win. And then Monday at Buffalo at 10 a.m. That's an early one. That's uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, so it's a Monday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So be sure to wake up and watch that one. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It's like football. It's like the early game for football. It starts at 10 a.m. Um, okay. Yeah, so those are the games. So four games for this week. So you're thinking uh, they'll have a stronger showing against Toronto, despite the fact that their captain, who is also from Toronto, is not going to be there. I will say they will not lose all four games. <laughs> I don't know which one they'll win. I don't know how many they'll win, but I'm I'm gonna say they're not gonna lose all four games. Okay. They're not gonna extend it to what were that where are they at ten right now? Fourteen. They're, yeah, no, they're at eleven. Oh, they're at eleven? They're at eleven. eleven. Oh, they're at eleven? Fifteen yeah. games? Yeah. Oh. Oh God, I hope they don't make the history. Book. I'll tell you what, it's not going to stop at eleven. That's my take. It ain't stopping at eleven. Now maybe we beat Montreal. I don't know. Maybe we beat Ottawa. I I don't know. Um, what if? Oh boy, they go on a four game winning streak and we get cookies. <laughs> Seven games, first of all. Dang it! And I don't think Debbie's even on right now. I haven't seen a single comment no. from Debbie. So. Uh, for those of you who don't know, if the Sharks go on a seven game win streak, Debbie's going to make us cookies. So we're. Never going to see cookies. <laughs> it's not going to happen, buddy. I like cookies. I'm, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say that they, they win Mon- uh, the Montreal game. OK, I'm going to say they win the Montreal game. They lose everything else. I mean, Buffalo is not doing very well. Those... But you see, see, and you could say that, but you, you remember the Sharks aren't doing very well. Right. So it's just for reference. Ottawa is only seven more points than the Sharks. OK. Um, <laughs> Buffalo is only seven more points, but they've only got 35 games played. Oh, that's true. So they're at 400, and we're, and we're at 40. So they've played sure. five less games than we have. Buffalo they have seven is, more points. Buffalo's not doing too well. They're almost 500 team. Montreal is a 500 team. Okay, those those guys are bottom 10. Of you know, what? Montreal shot up in, in the standings then because they were in the bottom three for they've a while. Five, four, and one. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Not terrible. Okay. They're winning, I guess, six and, or uh, five, four, and one. Yeah. What's the Sharks' uh, last 10 again? Sorry, uh, last 11 again? I don't remember. <laughs> it's weird to see the L11 here. Yeah. Ugh. Losing streak. Oof. Yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think they lose uh, every game this uh, this road trip. I think we start off and we increase the, uh, the streak to 12, though. You know who has shot up? Who and we were dumping on them earlier in the season. Anaheim, Edmonton Oilers. Oh, Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on a seven-game winning streak right now. Ooh. You know what happened? McDavid got healthy. Oh. <laughs> he said, "Point per game." Oh, this is terrible. I'm off. We I need to go two points per game. Yeah. He's been on a tear. Can you lately. imagine oh. again if they had Mackenzie Blackwood <laughs> or better defense, yeah. like Mario Ferraro? But even the Sharks don't have better defense. So, and they're doing a really great job. If they had the goal support that they had that the McDavid could give them, the Sharks wouldn't be losing this many games. Flat out. Let, let's talk about Buffalo real quick. Okay. How long has Buffalo been in a rebuild? <laughs> they already went through Jack Eichel. Yeah. <laughs> as the yeah. second overall pick next to McDavid, right? Yep. Yep. Like any other year, he's the number one overall pick. Yes. They've, he's already been traded. Like he's already. 
they were rebuilding around him and already got rid of him. They were rebuilding before him. They rebuilt right. to get him. And then they're rebuilding and they're using him they as tanked. part of their rebuild. They tanked to get McDavid and settled for Eichel. Yeah. And they're still tanking. They still got Rasmus Dahlin, who was the first overall pick. Oh, man. They still can't make playoffs. They're still the bottom of the league. Yeah. That's rough. Do you, is that where you want the Sharks to be? No. Do you think that's where they will be? No. no. Chicago, kind of the same thing. I think they're going to be down the dumps for a little while, even with Bedard, a healthy Bedard. I just, I don't know. To me, I think the Sharks are, Buffalo's ahead of them, should be ahead of them. Yeah. They just, for some reason, maybe it's too cold in Buffalo. I don't know. It's just weird in Buffalo. Buffalo's weird. They haven't really been good since Michael Pekka well, was on the team. Speaking of the Buffalo game, there's a, uh, a another game against Buffalo that is the Pride Night game, right? Yes. We're going to promote this one, too. Yes. Now, this is not the same game because this is it, the one oh. we're talking about is in Buffalo, and the, the, the Pride Night game uh, against Buffalo is at home. So I know you've got a lot of information on this one. Go ahead and just sure. let them know everything. This game is on Saturday, January 27th, and it's an early game. I think it's a 1 p.m. start time from 11 to 1230 at the AC Hotel in downtown San Jose. There's a no-host bar and a restaurant. Um, there's going to be a pregame drag show, DJ, and special guests. Uh, you can park at San Pedro Square, walk to the hotel, and then head to SPS. The, I can't talk. Head to SAP for the 1 p.m. game. And it is a theme night. It's Pride Night or Day, even though it says night. Pride Day, Pride Night. The theme it's 11 is 11 a.m. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, one one p.m. Reversible Sharks Pride Bucket Hat. This thing is pretty cool. Uh, apparently, the '90s are back. I don't know if you knew this, Paul. You need a new hat, and the bucket hat is in. Do uh, you remember the kangaroo ones? The kangaroo. the white furry bucket hats like that. You don't remember that? Oh, thankfully. Jeez, man, you lived through Jamiroquai. the '90s. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. That's all you had to say. You don't remember the late... That's all you had to say was Jamiroquai. Right. The late 1900s. You don't remember that? The late 1900s. <laughs> we survived. We, we lived in that time. Anyway. That's one way to say it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, going back to this. Okay, sorry. Stay after the game. Uh, there's going to be an on-ice photo, which we did... Was this last year or was this two years? I think You guys year. were there last year, I think, and we was were all year? there two years ago. It was last year. I think. Yeah, so we're somewhere in that picture. I think we're near the flag. Probably. Or I, it's tiny. I can't see it. Uh, 35 of the 100 plus tickets are sold so far. I will be buying mine. I haven't done it yet, but I will. Uh, Super producer Jason has already bought his, right? Yeah, he's already gone. So me and Jason will be there. I don't know if you are going to make it this year. Probably depends on your kids. Yeah. Because it's, it's a day game. Yep. Uh, the tickets range from $33 to $73. Uh, 33 is in the upper level and 73 is in the lower level and 126 and a portion of each ticket purchased through the link down below. I think we'll have it in the info. Um, Silicon Valley Pride. Uh, it will go to Silicon Valley Pride. So a portion of each ticket will go to that. And for those on the podcast, it's sjsharks.com slash sjsharks. Thanks. Sorry about that. No, no worries. I just want to make sure that we're uh, including everybody. <laughs> Peter St. John bucket hats are just awful. I wouldn't wear one, but I do think they're cool. I, would wear I, that. I think it's pretty cool. I would wear that. I, it's cool. I like. I it. would wear it, and I go, "Oh, I look really silly." <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh, you're really." I like your fashionable hat, dude. It looks awesome. No, they wouldn't. Nobody, nobody says would that. Nobody, nobody says that. that. Yeah. But I think it's cool. I, I'm probably give it to my kids because I'm sure they would like it. Yeah, fair enough. And my kids are little, so yeah. whatever. Good. I think it's cool. It's a cool thing to have. Maybe we'll get some extras, and we'll be able to. I would love to get some extras. Actually. Yeah, That'd be do good. some uh, promos with it. Yeah. So. 
yeah, be on the lookout for that. Along with our Should we? jerseys. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can't reach it. You oh, got to get this one. Yeah, is there another one down there? Or no, no, it's buried under here somewhere. Anyway, uh, so we're going to do a giveaway. We keep saying that, but it's going to happen. I'm going to cover my face. Uh, so this is the holiday sweater jersey that they had. Um, oh yeah, there you go. So they had these, and we were able to get some, and we're going to do uh, some giveaways, and that's one of the things we're going to be doing. We also have a bunch of bobbles and things. I don't know if we're going to we give all away or whatever, but we have lots of stuff. And eventually, <laughs> we'll be doing some giveaways for you guys because we like you. Uh, and the Warriors there matchup. You go. There you go. That's a good one. There we go. Uh, this was last, last yeah, season, maybe a couple two seasons, seasons ago. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. We so, have a bunch of stuff. If you missed out uh, back when that was available, we'll see if we can't help you out with that. So there you are. Um, the next giveaway yeah, coming up, up, correct me if I'm wrong, is the uh, soccer one. That just happened. That just happened. Yeah. That was on Saturday. Bay FC, which is the Women's League uh national women's soccer league and nwsl okay uh they are going to be the new team that's gonna be playing at the same earthquake stadium and their season is starting i think it's the same time as earthquakes march to october and uh brandy chastain danielle slayton um there's two other ones uh ali wagner and some other one they are all bay area natives and they all played for the women's national team mm-hmm. uh won some world cups i'm sure you've heard of them yeah probably not you but i think <laughs> ali wagner was in the same kind of classes she was a sister actually yes she's yeah. the same year as your sister and went to prez yeah. and played soccer there same with daniel slayton is another one um so they are usually actually on the broadcast so if you watch any women's leagues or uh the the World Cup, mm. you'll see them on the broadcasts. Um, they're good color commentators. Very cool. Okay. Um, any other comments that uh, that are flowing through? Robots BA just said stuff. Stuff. <laughs> it's all of our stuff. Oh, <laughs> Scotty K said, "Hey boys, I think you just joined us. Good timing. We're about to." Oh, Scott. <laughs> How are you, Scott? It's good yeah. to see you, buddy. Uh, better late than never. Appreciate you. Yeah. Um, anything else? Or... Mm. Nope. Oh, he did pronounce his name. He said it was never designed to be said out loud. So you guys get to decide how it's said. I'm going to go with Robot Bay just because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think it's funny. It's... Robot Bay. It rolls off the tongue a little better. Uh, Zinxie asked if that was my bobblehead. Yes. And. Oh, not me. It could be your bobblehead. It could be your bobblehead, though. This is yeah. Mike Greer, the one they did last season where he is. You can go to my camera. Can you, there you go. Can you take that out of the box, please? Uh, it's not in the box. It's, it's already box. out. Okay. So can you see that? Yeah. You see that image, guys? I have nothing against Mike Greer. And I think he does a great job as GM. And I thought he was a, a, a heck of a hockey player in his day. That is the ugliest bobble I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I don't know where it went. That split. I don't know where, where he put it. Somewhere right That here. split down the middle. So I don't know. Yeah. I can't see. What's going on it's there? So right. Uh, I would have just as soon had just no. two separate baubles. Uh, one standing right next to each other on the same platform. Describe it. But, half and half. Uh, well, I yeah, showed it on a picture here. It, yeah, it, it's half suit, half shark, shark jersey. jersey, or half shark uniform for the folks in the podcast that don't need to have their eyes bleeding looking at this thing. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not, uh, it doesn't It doesn't resonate uh, with, with what I want out of a bobble. <laughs> the, the half and half. It's not fun. working for really me. Care. I'm it's just fun. saying. I think it's just different saying. and cool. Whew. Okay. Well, I like it because he has the same haircut. <laughs> same as you. It's pretty much what I would look like if I were a bobble. Yeah. 
hopefully not wearing half one thing and half another. Regardless, I think we've certainly gone quite off the rails uh, enough for for multiple shows. Now, here's the thing. Um, We would be back on Monday. Right. However, I will be in Orlando, Florida uh, with uh, my kids doing uh, some hockey tournaments. So... Uh, Fun. We, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked. I can't wait because we're going to go a little early. We're going to do some Universal, do some Disney, uh, and then we're just going to go and play some hockey. It's going to be a really good time. It'd be really nice to be able to play against some teams that aren't from San Jose. Oh, that's going to suck if you so, go all the way over there and you play a team know, that you always play in California. Mashes. Oh, yeah, yeah that, that too. Yeah, if you play the same team, yeah, I know for sure. So uh, definitely looking forward uh, to, to doing that. However, again, does mean that I will not be here uh, on Monday. So I don't know if we're going to have a guest host, if you're going to have an interview, or if we're just going to wait until like Wednesday uh, to do the show. But one way or another, something will be coming to you guys. Uh, but this is, again, one of those perfect times for you to hit the subscribe button um, and make sure... <laughs> What? Nothing. You like the tap? Just go. Tap You're flowing. Go. Okay. It's a great. <laughs> I am flowing. It's a great time right now for you to hit that subscribe button because we don't know. We even don't know when the next one will be. We don't. Uh, but it will be uh, sometime in the next seven to ten days. Maybe you could let us know. Yeah, you let us know when 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 you guys are doing the show. No. Um. But yeah, if if you guys hit the subscribe button, would really appreciate it. That way, um, you already know when we're going to be going live, and you can just jump in and be a part of the show. Uh, and is there anything else that we wanted to let them know? I don't, I think we're, we're good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, visit the finfactor.com. If you'd like to support the show, we do appreciate that hats, shirts, stickers for the toaster, Aaron, toaster, the toaster, um, sweatshirts, hoodies, all that kind of stuff. There's a toaster with no sticker on it. We got to fix that guys. So, uh, if you would like to support the show and get something in return, that is the best way to do that. There's just got the sticker on the water bottle. Uh, we don't sell Yeti water bottles apparently, but just stickers are there. So anyway, um, yeah, if you guys could do that, would really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. And if uh, you can go ahead and share, that's the other thing. Please, I appreciate the support in the show and everything else. The comments are awesome. Love it. Makes the show a lot of fun. But the more we share it to uh, other sharks, friends, and family, the more people we get in here and the more fun we can possibly have. So uh, if you guys can do that, would certainly appreciate it. Uh, you also want to plug Spotify. Yes. If you have Spotify, find us on there. And listen to us on there if you prefer. But we're trying to boost those numbers. So get those numbers up. Very good. Okay. I think that is. is, is I think this is our longest stream. It's, it's hour 40, isn't it? Uh, I was at the last Cuda game and saw a dude with a Fin Factor hat. Yes. Was that you guys? Were you at the Cuda game? Not recently. We were there in well, uh, December. What was his name? Bandit something? Yeah. Ban- uh, Booty Bandit. Booty Bandit. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Okay, uh, Mr. Bandit, uh, y- you could be as cool as the person that you just saw at the uh, Barracuda game. <laughs> you just got me off guard. There's the clowns. There they go. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, so you can uh, do the same thing that that guy did. Head over to finfactor.com and pick up that hat. Same one that I'm wearing right here. And there it is. Uh, so if you uh, like that, then you too. There was, I went to a Sharks game last season, and I sat next to somebody, and she looked at my hat. And she goes, where did you get that hat? I was like, oh, it's, it's my podcast. Yeah. She's like, oh, that's amazing. Can you find it for me? Or can I can I get one? I was like, yeah, just go to our website. Here's our website, whatever. Five minutes later, go by, whatever. She turns me to the phone. She goes, is this it? And she pulled it up on her phone, yeah. the website, and she bought it right there. And she goes, huh? I just bought it. 
And then I, my phone dinged because we got the sale. I was like, oh my God, she actually did buy the hat. So there's some lady that sits in row three behind the net that has one of our hats. I saw her again. She was not wearing it. Maybe she gave it away to someone. She probably bought it as a gift, which is but a it was great pretty cool. idea. It's pretty cool. Although it's late for Christmas, it's a great idea. Uh, fin Factor gear for all your Sharks fans. Anyway, uh, yes, I think we are uh, well beyond. So, Aaron, there's nothing else? Nope. For Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys sometime next week. Sometime next week. We don't know. Hit the subscribe button and you'll know. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at thefinfactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.